Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Project Esports Podcast for July 2nd, 2018. And for all of our Canadian listeners, happy late Canada Day. I wished that to James this morning and he was not very happy about that, so I need to make it very clear that it was yesterday. <laughs> but, as always, my name is Andrew Nimsgren. I am one of your co-hosts. Alongside me, I have James Graham, the Canadian, the League of Legends expert, the... Whatever you want to call him, he's here, I guess. Again, um, I don't I, I don't have, like, a catchy title yet. I, I know, we, we need to work, work on in progress. That. But um, today, um, Dylan is going to be out of town. He, again, yeah, last week we had the problems without him. Right, was that last week or two weeks ago now? It was two, it was two weeks ago. Last oh. week he had three of us and we were okay, and then last the week before that we just, like, fell apart because we didn't have him. Yeah, we're, we're a mess without him and we're missing him, but he is in Japan right now weaving out, so you know he is having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess just the one last thing of um, housekeeping is happy early 4th of July. A lot of you guys will be hearing this um, sometime around then. So for any of our American listeners, happy 4th of July. But without further ado, let's just jump into the first article. And I'm going to hand it off to you, James. You just shared this right before you we went live. So I know nothing about this. <laughs> not saying that I usually know much, but... It's, it's okay, buddy. Yeah, no, this is this is something I uh, I've kind of like kept half an eye on. It, it happened only yesterday, so that's what makes it kind of a big deal. Um, the the popular I, I want to call him a variety streamer, but he's not um, mainly because he he sticks between shooters, um, going between uh, CS:GO and uh, Fortnite. Mo, I believe, is his name. Um, um, I believe he may have gone previously as as uh, attached from Phase. Um, but yeah, no, he's been a long-time streamer, uh, like, very, very big in the community. I guess he has a lot of devote fans. Um, now, yesterday, he was told that he had his, you know, he had an indefinite ban from Twitch, um, basically for using homophobic slurs um, in his in his content. Um, of course, because I don't want us to get, to get brought down as low as we, like, you know, as low our viewership is, um, I don't want to draw unnecessary flack, so I won't repeat it. Um, but for what he said, and he also followed up to stay to say himself that he is trying to like reduce how much he says it, which is like, do you want to try and make it better on yourself? I don't know. Um, this has created a lot of discussion um, because he uh, Mo thinks that there's a witch hunt after him, um, even after he's like tried to like acknowledge the fact that it is something that's wrong and he needs to crack down on it. But again, yeah, I know, like it's just like it's never something you want to lead with because that's just... that's just it, man. Just like own it that you like recognize that you fucked up. Don't be like, oh yeah, no, I'm trying to say that less in my normal vocabulary. That acknowledges that you say it on a regular basis. That's it. You know, like like um, it's like saying you're you know not trying to be as racist as you usually are. Like it's not. It doesn't make it any better. There and was an this, update to the story, actually. Yes, it was. Yeah, like just at the bottom, basically, oh, he's, uh, he's yeah. he released that it's uh not now it's not indefinite. It's only a thirty day ban. So, because Twitch probably being the financial moguls that they are, are, like you know what, maybe we shouldn't cut off the head of one of our very popular streamers, which of course is usually how it goes through. It always nine times out of ten boils down to money, right? So, um, which is a sin because I mean, like I don't know if you're going to enforce such strict policies and then not 
follow up on them. Like, them. Yeah. Yeah, like that's just it. Like, like, hold, like, uphold it, right? You want to make this a big deal? Like, I make it like a big that's deal. Always been Twitch, though. It's, it's, so but it's like, so I don't want. I don't any... want to put down Twitch, but it's so hard with this kind of ruling and stuff like that because yeah, or just staying true to something because every different situation is different. So like, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, like, and that's just it. Like, I mean, I. It's not. I don't agree with Twitch's stance. That's the thing. I don't agree with it. I understand why they're doing it. I see the. I see the reason behind it, but I don't agree with it. I think it's a. I, like, if you're gonna have these strict policies in place, you need to abide by them. You can't just like be like, ah, you know what, Mo, he makes a shit ton of money for us. Maybe we should just give him a pass. You know, give him a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Um. I hope that at the very least, that this is repeated conduct. There should be follow up and be like, okay, dude, you, you, you fucked yourself. You shot yourself in the foot too much. Um. But. Let's be but, honest. yeah, and like also, like also to like directly quote the guy, and this is the worst part too. Just so everybody knows, this is a article that I'm reading from from uh, Dextro or Dexero, Dexerto, Dexerto. I, I don't know. Yeah, Dexerto. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, Dexerto.com um, by Caleb Patterson, um, and I guess Mo has actually gone on record saying that it is his one one of his favorite words of all time. So like that makes it so much worse. Now I I, I am I am like what uh, is the word? um I, I like I want to call it an f bomb, but it's not. It's the homophobic f bomb. Okay. Like that's that's okay. like that's how I would word it safely. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, please don't say it. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Exactly. And and now this is and this is the thing I'm finding too on Twitter too, because a lot of like personalities are kind of back and forth about it. I uh, I frequently bring up uh, good old Red Eye because. Uh, He's very vocal. I, I appreciate Red Eye for what he does, um, and he's kind of gone back and forth with uh, with Thorn. And I don't know why those two get into it so much. It makes it, it makes my day very happy <laughs> because it always gives me something to read. I think I read this like first thing this morning. Um, basically, Thorn. I didn't. I don't want to say he was defending Mo, but he definitely wasn't. He wasn't okay, like. He yeah. He wasn't land basing him, which. A lot of people should. I don't know because like this is just it, right? Um, just to find the direct tweet. This always takes me a second. I gotta start having these like on deck with me. I just feel like that word is so outdated in today's like culture. I'm not trying to sound like above people, but I feel like that was kind of like phased out of being cool three, four years ago. Like it's not like that where I stand on it. I'm just like. Who actually says that, like, just regularly anymore? Like, everyone so, kind of knows, like, come on. So, yeah, the debate that was spawned on Twitter because of this between Red Eye and Thorn. Now, of course, there wasn't really any back and forth. It was basically Thorn makes one tweet, Red Eye makes another, and then we kind of leave it at that. Yeah. That being said, I'm always, uh, I typically side with Red Eye because Thorn, I feel like sometimes he just stirs the pot for the sake of stirring the oh, pot, yeah. and that's really, like, well, I mean, that's just kind of. talking about him. I mean, we should do that. That's more just often it. Like, that's what he does. talking about us. So following following what had happened with Mo, Thorne tweeted, and this is this is direct. Uh, no matter how many times uh, social justice warrior types lie and state otherwise, the historical uh, historical etymology of the word Mo used is not and has never been explicitly or solely homophobic in meaning. Basically, it was saying that because Twitch had decided to ra- label it as a homophobic slur. Thorne's almost defending that the word has been used for other things. Now, I'm not disagreeing with that. Of course it has been. And then Thorne goes on to risk, 
a list of things. Bundle of sticks, food type in the UK, flightly woman who is fast to anger, and weak-willed man. Those are the four definitions he goes. And these have all been legitimate and widely recognized meanings for the word, the latter the most relevant to its uses today. So, to me, that basically, like, that's that's a bitch-ass defense, in my, in my opinion. Like, that, because, yeah, the word has been used for other things. So have a ton of other ones. But that's, like, that's literally, like, opening Pandora's box at that point. That is not a road you want to go down, especially with something like this. It is widely acknowledged that this, like, the meaning of the said word is... It, it, like I mean, that's how people know it. That's how people commonly relate to it. Nobody uses that word for a bundle of sticks anymore. And you do typically when you're joking around about it, or you're trying to defend yourself half-assedly, like we're seeing right now, right? Yeah. So that's just it. Label it as its most dynamic or its most recognizable, um, like definition, and go from there. Um, I did appreciate Thorns, uh, or not Thorns, um, Red Eyes' yeah. rebuttal to this. Let me just so I can. I just want to bring it up really quick because he did make a good point. If I can fucking find it, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love it, man. So off of this one. Um. So yeah, what's your while while I try and track this down? Oh, Sky Williams also t- t- tuned in on this, of course. But um, because I know he again another very vocal Twitter personality. But yeah, what's your what's your opinion on this there? Andrew, how do you who like? Yeah, like I, I was kind of saying towards the, like I, I don't agree with Thorin. Like I guess I haven't heard too much about what Red Eyes kind of had to say yet. But I'm like, I don't know. Like I I understand the situation that Twitch is in, um, and how hard it is. I mm-hmm. think they handled this one wrong. They didn't really give him any warnings. They just kind of cut down. Well, that's just what he's saying. He's saying they didn't give him any warnings. And it just came out of nowhere. And that... Yeah, because... Every party off that has hunt, talked right? about this or been involved with this has not been 100% right. Mo did deserve warnings. I'll give him that. Twitch mm. has the right and has said they're cracking down on their guidelines. You need to be better about what you say. He, Everyone has had that warning. He knows about that. Thorin, not defending, but defending at the same time. Yes, you're yeah. technically correct, but yes, you're technically still a douche. Like, <laughs> come on. So, like, every party here that we've talked about has been partially right in their own way, and in another way, it's like, come on. Like, every pl- every party here knows better. Every single one. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it, yeah, is like... Everybody knows better, and like this, like uh, like the unfortunate part is this is one gigantic eye roll. That's the worst part, right? Like, it's uh, it's 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 really annoying. And yeah, no, I can't I can't find what Red Eye said, of course. So I I apologize. In the future, I will have these quotes <laughs> lined up better to uh, to kind of start spewing off. But yeah, no, that was kind of the, uh, the social media's uh, take on it. I figured I'd bring that up. Um, so yeah, as as we did say, Mo's Mo's ban has been changed to 30 days from indefinite. Um, and I'll be curious to see how he reacts when he gets back. He's very mm-hmm. pissed off right now, but if he c- continues that pissed off background and that uh, kind of attitude when he gets back, I can see it being a real quick second ban. This is it. Like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And like, I mean, this is it. This is your this is your platform and how you make your money. Do you want to go to your work? 
and basically start doing a bunch of shit that jeopardizes your position in the company. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, you know what I mean? Now there is, I'm sure people can kind of range with like creativity and stuff like that and, you know, okay, yes, this is technically your office, but you have so many, you know, you have such a range of like limitations and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this is where you go to work. You go to computer work. You use Twitch as a platform. That is your that is your umbrella company. You don't abide to their rules, which I mean, Twitch, for the most part, like I mean, yes, they've been getting a lot of flack recently. I feel like still having a pretty like decent idea of like they're not. It's not like you're super contributed. You don't have to wear a fucking uniform. You just have to wear a shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like, and you don't even have to wear pants if you don't get up, man. Like, come on, right? So, it's a pretty good gig. Don't. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Mo, for the love of God, man, smarten up. Darn, start. Stay out of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, well, I mean, this is just it. Like, we rag on Thorne a lot. It, Dylan's level. <laughs> it's, it's his, it's his, I don't know, man, like, it's his it's job, I guess. It's relevant. Yeah, it is. People it, are talking about him, he gets followers, he gets people tweeting at him, he gets more popular. And that's just it. Yeah, right, that it works that way, but it's how he does it, and he does it well. He does. That's it. He's the best in the business, unfortunately. So, But, enough with that. I want to talk about Overwatch. I know I said we were going to save it for last. But I want yeah. to talk about Hammond. Hammond, yes. My new favorite Overwatch character. So He's going to be banned every game. I love all the... Okay, so I'll explain it. But I just love all of the comparisons to Hamtaro. Oh yeah, he is Hamtaro. He's 100% Hamtaro. Okay, so for those of you guys that have not missed it, um, you can go on our Twitter. I sh- we shared the uh, champion reveal, but Overwatch 28th new champion has been released to PTR right now, and he'll be coming in next competitive season, um, or he'll be coming to normal play next competitive season, I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. he is a... So his official character name is Wrecking Ball, but yeah. that is the mech that he's kind of in and him. But the hamster is actually Hammond. He is originally from uh, Horizon uh, Moonbase, um, along with Winston. And when Winston took off and escaped, um, he hooked up his escape pod with it. But it broke off and landed in Australia. And since then, he's created a giant wrecking ball, which you kind of get the name from. And is used to win a bunch of tournaments and all that kind of stuff. So he's a main tank that looks super high mobility. He's like every D.Va player is going to love him. But pretty much how it works is his stationary looks like he's one of those like shield drones from Star Wars. You know what? Yeah, I'm he does. He looks about. exactly like one of those. The big, um, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, he can go into a ball and grappling hook and just send people flying. He just seems like a really fun, really fast, and kind of a really unique champion coming to Overwatch. That's really gonna hero. I'm sorry. Um, that's really gonna kind of change up the play style, the change face, and all that kind of stuff. And there is no bands in Overwatch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys can get away with any whatever the fuck yeah, you want. That's so it. that's going to be really fun. And I don't know. I just love seeing all the people just kind of talking down on them, talking up on them. Overwatch community is very kind of, like, torn about this. Are they like? Is it, like, straight down the middle? There's nobody that's just, like... I feel eh. like there's more people kind of coming towards the side of in favor of them. Right. But a lot of people are kind of, like, this is apparently... This is where a lot of people are drawing the line and, like, this is too wild for Overwatch. I love that <laughs> conversation because there's already a talking ape. I mean, I mean, out of all of the stuff, like that's where you're gonna draw the line is a is hamster, hamster. in a giant wrecking ball. ball. I love it. Yeah. So I, 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 I disagree with all the people kind of doing that. I'm like, 
go to go to PUBG or go to something else if you want <laughs> real. That can't, be, that can't, the that can't be your answer to everything, man. The you can't just tell people to go to PUBG. Character that has opened up the game is a talking gorilla. Eight, one of the two, whatever Winston is. And if you don't get that pace or like tone of the game from 30 seconds in, and you draw a line to the hamster, get out of here. That's true. I mean, like that's just it. Like, I, I maybe it's just because so much. It's, everybody has so much time to be okay with Winston that it, like now like Hammond's in and they're like, okay, we can't. We boys, we can't do this anymore. We gotta. We, we gotta fuck off. Yeah, but uh, like all the jetpack cast and there's like a bunch of like kind of more Overwatch memes going on around it. But I think it's fun. I cannot wait to try them. I'm too cheap to buy Overwatch on PC, so I gotta just. I don't think there's a way to get to PTR on console, so I just need to kind of wait for him to hit. Um, quick play, but I love it. I've been getting back in Overwatch. Stage finals are what two weeks away. Finally, I kind of want to live sure. stream along with those. I am so fucking jacked for those. I am. I've been watching replays of the Overwatch League recently. I am missing it so much. I don't know what I'm gonna do during the off season. I guess they have the yeah, World what are you Cup gonna do? Up. They do have the Overwatch World Cup coming up, which teams are starting to get announced, so I'm sure we'll talk about that probably a little bit more next week. Teams yeah. are just kind of starting to line up, and I'll, I'll talk more about kind of how the format goes and all that kind of stuff. That's still down the road still a little bit, but a lot of Overwatch coming up. But that's all I have for my daily little dose of the Overwatch League. Hammond is coming. He's going to be badass. So Metro's <laughs> released to um, quick play now for anyone that does care, and he's on this competitive season. Uh, competitive season 11 kicked off, so that's really all I got for the Overwatch League today. Oh, one of the stories we missed. Um, we need to talk about Jira League now. We need to talk about that trade between FlyQuest and 100 Thieves. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, we yeah. got to limit this. We already got a full yeah. show, and we know we can talk about this for 40 minutes. So yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta make sure we don't go too deep. So yeah, we'll make it we'll make it real brief. So you leave, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what it, like, and this is the thing too. Nobody really knew about this 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 trade um, until Medios put it out on social media. Nobody had any idea. And this this that tweet I think went out on Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it had been in work. It, 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 it had been LeBron leaving Cleveland. So yeah, this, this, there's so many memes. It's like it's like Cleveland lost, lost two grades today. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, basically it was announced that Medios had been traded to, who was a part of 100 Thieves, got traded to FlyQuest. Um, and that um, Anda got traded to 100 Thieves Which from I'm FlyQuest. Which I'm going to miss. I mean, like, technically, now, like, this is like a, a gain for FlyQuest on paper. Yes. Now, this is only on paper because you need to factor in the personalities as well. Medios is not somebody who wants to settle for Academy. This is he, He's yeah. been very public about this. I don't get why they're even not thinking about starting him, first off. They want to bring... They're, they're bringing Levi as their starter, correct? That's what they want to yes. do. Yeah, and Levi, of course, is... And if anybody follows the League of Legends scene, um, Levi is a, a Vietnamese player who became very, very well-known um, in Worlds with the Gigamite Marines. Um... He ba uh, Levi, Levi and um, oh my God, what's his name? Um, you watch Attack on Titan, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first name starts with an S. Um. Oh my God, I can't remember this player's name for the life of me. He's a top laner. Um. Someday? No, 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 no. That's not. God damn it, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, throwing it's, out names. Give me a second. I'm just bringing it up right now. Um, his name is two former members. 
Stark. I don't know why I went to Attack on Stark? Titan. That is, that's not right at all. Yeah. So Levi and Stark were like the two big guys to put to really put these guys on the map. They were they were super well known. They were super e like they were in Optimus. Optimus is the other one. Yes. Um. So Stark, Levi, and Optimus were the three guys on Gigabyte Marines that really put them on the map. Um. And they basically all went elsewhere. Um. Pretty much because they were offered like a metric ton of money, right? Um. That was just it. They were all, like because of their play and their play style. Um. They were. They're, oh my god, come on, adjust the camera. There we go. Um, so yeah, no, they um, they basically all went elsewhere. So Levi now is finally getting brought into the main stage um, with this announcement of the, of the trade of Meteos. Um, the big big the big issue with Levi initially was the uh, language barrier. Yeah. Um, that was really what stopped them in the past. And now since then, it seems to be since resolved, um, they're going to incorporate him into the uh, the main stage. Oh, what did you do? There okay. we go. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, following this trade, Medios has been very vocal about not wanting to play Academy, and because that FlyQuest has already announced that they're going to bring Levi in as the starter jungler position, and I'm doing that in air quotes because no roles the same right now. Um, I really need to play. I have not played League since this fuck up meta has kind of been in play, and I really should get around to playing it. Shouldn't I? There's a lot. A lot of metas don't make it into solo queue. You still see a lot of the traditional things run because coordinating a funnel, a funnel comp in, uh, in like. Bronze, silver, gold That's doesn't true. happen. Doesn't happen. You're still gonna see marksmen. It's there's nothing wrong with playing the game right now. Um, it's just competitive. That's a little different. The meta is very, very different. Um, so yeah, no. Um, because that being said, though, Medios was requested at FlyQuest to bring that tweet down since he's already officially traded because that happened on Friday. Um, and he's now under FlyQuest possession or his contract is under the progression possession. Which I want to talk about more. Okay. Is that I did not know. That the NALCS had the ability just to trade players without their consent. Uh, yeah, this a is lot this of is new. Didn't know about that. No, and this I think this is something that came into the franchising model that nobody was really ready for, or this is kind of kind of something that sneaked under the radar. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think a lot of people were ready for it. Now that being said, I mean it's like standard franchising at that point. You know what I mean? Like because. And to my knowledge, people get traded in standard franchising with very little choice. You know what I mean? As yeah. long as they're clear. So, I think it's, I think it's something that once once it happens and you think about it and you think about a normal franchising model, you're like, okay, this makes sense. But part of that, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, um, I'm I'm a hundred thieves player. Um, if they want to trade me, I can say no, and then they can like get rid of me. But like that's that's like pretty much the option, right? Yeah, but and he did ask to be traded. Like he he asked that play based on like how he's been doing on the team and like kind of chemistry mm -hmm. and stuff. He wanted to be traded. Yes. And yeah. I don't know if that gives them the right then just to pick wherever he wants to go. I mean, because at that point it's technically consensual, right? You're being you're putting the offer there. You're requesting to be traded. Yeah. Um, the destination just isn't finite, right? So. Um, I can see that, and yeah, there is talk about that because if you look at, I guess, the heist, um, Hunter Thieves like mini series that they put out, and you always see these the dirt come out with these mini series, um, because you you see how the players interact, and it's a lot of shit that the players aren't aware of. Um, we saw like the, the biggest one notoriously was when Liquid put theirs out, and you saw Piglet and Lorlo and like and Logo Doko and like all this shit show of a team dynamic really come to light. And I guess you see in the heist too. Medios does not work with the staff. He doesn't work with Ryu well either. Ryu, of course, being around for like years and years and years, pretty much as long as Medios. That's the thing too. That these guys are two, both very veteran players. Um, I mean, Ryu 
I've said it before, and I'll say it a thousand times again. Ryu, known for losing the one v one against Baker uh, on the double Z. Um, so I think that's where we're seeing this clash: is two veteran players who are just two dogs that are stuck in their old ways, and they're not planning on changing. Yeah. So yeah, and now we now we see this move. Um, and again, I don't know if he gets traded over to FlyQuest, then he's going to probably stay there because he can't. Maybe he might be able to get out of his contract. He maybe. He'd have to retire. He have yeah. That's just it. Like that, I think that's really one of the only only ways he'd be able to get around. Medios, I don't think is past his prime. We saw we saw it with the game they played this last weekend. He still looked in good form. Um, him and Ryu actually lane together. Um, oddly enough, because of how basically the new compositions are working yeah. and stuff like that. And they did fine. They got a 2v2 kill, and it was like flawless. Like, or borderline flawless. Like, they got hit, they both hit six and went in. Um, so to hear this, like, level of, like, mis- or, like, lack of cohesion between these two players is kind of surprising to me. So, um, I'm interested to see how this pans out. Meteos, I guess, has said uh, on his Twitter that um, he'll be putting out a video on his personal opinions of this whole dynamic and of this change and everything like that. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, I'm probably I'm going to be checking it basically as soon as I can um, to kind of see how he feels about it. Um, you'll probably see it on my Twitter. Yeah, um, I feel like it's going to be very biased, or it's going to be him retiring. Like because he can't speak the truth, Flycrest won't let him at this point. I I don't think they'll let him speak the total truth, but I know like, knowing he won't Medios, be able to say like I don't want to be here. He will not be able to say that. So it'll be some facts, but it will not be the full ideation of like how things are going for him right now. Because That's obviously, true, no yeah. matter what, I mean, if he says, "Hey, oh, it's not that bad here," you know he's lying because you saw what he put out on Sunday. Yeah, exactly, and I think, and I I I, I really do think that. Uh, a lot of it isn't so much that he's upset with um, going to FlyQuest specifically. He's upset by the fact that he's going to Academy. Exactly, they, right? I think Fly I think Quest we have said that they're going to be doing announcements about their starting and their Academy roster within a couple of days. Right. So and before Saturday, we'll probably have more information. That being said, we've already seen it's already been leaked that this is their their, their starting roster game plan. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see if they abide by this, given how this reaction has gone out publicly, especially with. And it's interesting to see what Hundred Thieves says as well, too, because again, a lot of people have been roasting Cleveland in general for losing Medios. So um, it'll be interesting no to see uh, as well. Uh, Mark Z, a very a very noteworthy um, league announcer. Uh, analyst and former coach has also put up his uh, his opinion of this whole situation. Mark Z has a incredible mind when it comes to and when it comes to League of Legends, so I do recommend anybody checking that out. Um, I know I'm going to because I want to see his insight. Um, yeah, no. So I get and I guess if, if the, to round up the night on League of Legends before we get to anything else, uh, Rift Rivals is going on right now. Uh, my boys from the OCE are two and one or three and one, one of the two. Um, so. And, but mind you, they're with Vietnam and Japan, so <laughs> yeah, Not it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be a fun it'll be a fun little week because Riff Rivals is always a good time. It's all about trash talk. It's a great time. So with that, me and James sadly have to move on from our respective games and move yep. on to something that might be I wouldn't say over our heads, just definitely not our comfort zone, I'd say. It's not our usual cup of tea, yeah, I totally agree. But it does go along really well, and what made me think of this article, um, and well, more about the Medios trade, was this article, and the CSGO Players Association has been finalized, 
and is actualized now. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not just talk. It seems much more organized and um, official than the NALCS PA, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, looking at the article from HLTV.org, um, um, the CSPPA was officially set up earlier this year by veteran personalities. Um, Sir, Sir Scoots. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, sorry, I should have said some of the names. Yeah, Sir Scoots and XYP9X. I don't know if there's a shortened one for that. But I'm just trying to find um, what is. Okay, so the CSPPA's daily operations include legal counsel for players, we run by a legal advisor, um, and will just act as an umbrella for um, esports um, and CSGO industry as a whole. Uh, main objective is to help players with legal advice and assist them in signing contracts with teams and organizations. So really, all it is, so I mean, you can see, keep having me stumble through this article and try to find what I'm trying to talk about. But really what it is, is going to prevent things like what happened with this confusion of medios mm-hmm. from happening in CSGO right now. It is going to be that there is now someone out there that is willing and probably being paid somewhat to look over every single contract in that esport for the profession for the highest level, not just anyone can do it. But obviously, like if you're in the NALCS, like you'd have someone to send it to. This is the CS goals equivalent. So I think this is a really good time for this announcement coming right off of the confusion and kind of the contract and people now calling for something like this in the NALCS at a more serious note than what's there. Um, yes and no. Um, I think this is, I think what happened with Medios, I don't know if the two can be totally linked together. This is something that I'm sure every player is aware of, because you're not seeing many, much backlash from other players. And I feel like this was something they were aware of. Um, I feel like it just might be an oversight. Somebody didn't look at their contract recently, and, um, you know, realized, oh shit, they can do this. They can trade me without letting me know. Um, especially if he's given consent previously. Um... I do think this is good for CSGO overall, because, like, especially where the sport is so old, they needed something like this. They needed something like this 10 years ago. Um, yeah. But it, I'm, I am happy to see it be, being in place. The uh, I, the players as part of that association, um, some the most of them are, are pretty recognizable. Um, the big one being Tarek. Um, Tarek's been around for a hot minute, um, as well as Nothing. Those two guys, like, those are the two names that I recognize. I don't even pay attention to CSGO. Yeah, um, I don't know any of these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good to know that, uh, like, again, it's head up by noteworthy players, guys who have probably been in the business for a while. Um, I think, who was it? Was it Christian? No, it's not, nothing. Is like, 27. So you know he's not, like, he's not he's not dumb, you know what I mean? He Not only does he have experience within the scene, he has life experience as well, which is a good, which is a good thing and very, very crucial for this. Yeah. Um, now, coming from this announcement, though, um, you did link some very concerning stats alongside with it um, that we that we found on Twitter on Reddit as well um, do you want to do you want to go ahead and announce said stats yeah so I mean this wasn't written in any kind of article or anything kind of like that I just found some guy posting this on Reddit the other day and I went and checked and looked into it and it seemed pretty right but what he did is he looked at the player base starting from December 30th 2017 and it went to June 30th, 2018. So, six months exactly. Yeah. And what he found is that the player base has almost more than dropped in half over that six-month period. 
I mean, it doesn't show exactly what they're at, but I mean, looks right now looks like it's about two hundred. I mean, I'd say yeah, maybe three fifty, three hundred fifty thousand people, and it was somewhere close to seven hundred fifty, eight hundred thousand people. I mean, it looked just shy of a million, yeah. So, it's just—is this the end of CS:GO? I guess, well, not the end of CS:GO, but is this the transition that Dota 2 went from? of being the eSport being around forever to just kind of coming to being a much more niche eSport. Because I would still consider CSGO not to be the biggest mainstream one, but it is still mm. mainstream eSport at this point. Is this the transition going from a much smaller league, couple tournaments here, and the scene just kind of finding its own small niche and just being happy until the game dies out? Yeah, so... um scrolling through the comments and I like I, I I do trust some of the comments from this from this from this thread because a lot of these guys do pay attention to the scene as well um one of the comments that I particularly like coming out of uh they call me scare um basically he he, he nailed it down to a few key reasons um skin trading and the skin slash trading situation which was a huge deal a little while ago um that implemented a seven day ban um, after purchase, purchasing a, a trade ban, after purchasing a cracked uh, an item, to basically stop the the gambling process that CS:GO had kind of become over rampant with, um, PUBG and Fortnite becoming very big deals. Battle Battle Royals becoming a huge fucking deal in that time frame. And as well, CS:GO not really pumping out new content. So, the first two, I think, definitely, I think a good portion of those that number, maybe not a, like a huge, but definitely a good chunk, was skin traders like specifically guys who don't even play the game and are just logged on there as numbers um and then yeah um battle royale is becoming a really big deal too because who doesn't want to kill more than just the enemy team why not kill everybody you know what i mean yeah but in today's day and age can a game like csgo survive with no updates when you're looking at pubg you're looking at overwatch you're looking at Fortnite, especially Fortnite, they're putting out an update and bug fix every single week. Can a game that gets no content, no fixes, no nothing for I don't know how long it's been, but I know it's I'm not, not sure consistent. I, I guess I can't go to speak about that. But I've seen people complaining about that and a couple of points being brought here. People, that's why people are leaving. Because you go to a game like Fortnite that, yes, eventually Fortnite's going to die and will not just not be the global powerhouse it is now. But it has a chance to last a lot longer than it would have otherwise because it is changing every single week. A new location being added, a new weapon being put in and out, a new grenades, some kind of event. Like, can a game survive now? Be uh, Can an online-only game survive without being constantly updated anymore and be relevant for a long time? I think I think CS:GO comes from a different time. That's the that's the big thing. CS:GO is a game that has outlasted the test of time to a point um, where updates weren't mandatory. You didn't need new weapons. You didn't need new locations because CS:GO comes from the time frame of Halo, of Call of Duty, of um, Battlefield. Like I mean, games that were console-based games. So the ability to update these wasn't really an option. You had your finished product and you went from there. Um, Updates occasionally, yeah, through one through like um, through like the online scene, but um, that was realistically about it. So CS:GO, I think if they want to adapt to the times, they definitely can. They do start cracking out updates. They do start implementing more weapons or weapon variations or something like that. 
I'm not too sure, but I think that is their best way to survive and bring people back to the game that they know and love, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I mean, a good way to get so good at uh, at CSGO is by mastering the weapons that they have. And if you need to worry about mastering a different weapon every other week, you st- you may you get the potential turnoff of the people who have been there forever too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you don't, like... So it's either you p- implement updates, hurt one player base, or don't implement updates, hurt another, right? So it's, like, it's one or the other, right? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I guess... At this point, I mean, they're only catering to the competitive community. And which what? means eventually yeah. it's going to die. I mean, that that's the problem. Like, yes, you please one, you hurt the other. But when you're hurting, when you're only pleasing a side of the game that is slowly losing interest, be other games are popping up, that eventually the game just dies. Like, you have to please the other side eventually. I mean, they put out that big UI update, which was huge for them. They haven't done that in years, and a lot yeah, of people been, went crazy been, it's for been a while. But looking at the stats, there wasn't even an uptick during that. Like, yeah, that's just one it. of the so, biggest I mean, changes that happened in CSGO in my that I can remember, and you didn't even see a substantial uptick in players for a day or two. That's a problem. Yeah, and I think I think if I honestly I think the best way to do it because I mean if competitive players are competitive players they'll probably stay with the game is to start cranking out regular updates. Valve needs to kind of get on top of their shit and start doing that. Now that being said. Does Valve even bother? You know what I mean. That's the other oh, thing, right? They're they, not like, going to. Yeah, they like. I mean, they have, they have Dota. Why bother, right? So, and, and like, like I yeah, mean, sure, they, Dota's updates aren't as consistent as other games, but they still come. They're still well, it's, They're it's still consistent as a MOBA gets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the the bar has been set so high for CS:GO now because of battle royale games that. Um, it's hard to compete with if you're not regular. You're not used to that little amount of pacing. I can imagine CS:GO's team is super small because they never had to yeah. be big, right? Like, I mean, you never have to implement anything like that. You never have to implement anything crazy. I'm sure. But that being said, Dota and like again, League of Legends, um, Fortnite, PUBG. Uh, maybe my PUBG because they have a they have their own slow problems. But you know, other games like that. Even even go even going to the MMORPGs. Like, I mean, that's like. A yeah. game that is based solely around content patches updates the game more often than CS:GO. Warcraft puts out a patch, like a big patch, every once in a while. Yes, they do hotfixes and stuff like that, but that's expected. They they update more shit than CS:GO does. Yeah. So that's just I think I like I mean yeah if like if Valve wants to save the game, which like you said, why bother at this point? Um, you need to you need to implement more staff or a staff that is more used to this current pacing of the modern market right now. Because again, it, like I said, it's a it's a game that comes from a different time that these kind of updates weren't necessary. You yeah. can run a small team as long as your finished product was good and it was like for the most part, I only had a few bugs to sort out. That's like you can run off of that. And that's not today's reality anymore, unfortunately. The player base demands more. They want more to keep the game interesting. It's all about keeping a game fresh, and that like that is your like magical five-letter word. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I guess I was never a big CS goal, and I and I don't think just by the end of the year it's going to die. I don't think no, this no. rate of losing players is going to continue. I don't think it's going to drop to one hundred and seventy-five thousand or whatever by the end of the year. It'll um, probably sit at this number for a while, I think. Yeah, I mean, the the, the curve has definitely kind of narrowed out a little bit over these last couple of months, so hopefully it stays that way, because I don't want it to go away. 
But I definitely no, do just... think this is the point where it is going from mainstream to niche. It is making that transition that Dota kind of went through a couple years ago. Dota still very big, very pop. Not Dota. Um, StarCraft. StarCraft. Oh yes, okay. Still yeah, yeah. very big, very popular esport, but it's no longer the main stage game. It is now a secondary kind of game that people get excited for when they announce the big tournaments and stuff. But it's not the NALCS. It's not Overwatch. It's not the fighting scene. Still, it's not that top level big seen anymore yeah like it's 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 really moved away from something that's accessible to something that's not nearly as accessible because the the the, the market is so niche and the learning curve is so high yeah. those are the two big things in my in my books but i think with that we're down to one more article and to say the least i'm not surprised PUBG dropped their lawsuit over epic games like, is there really that much to talk about? I think, no. like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it happened. We all knew it was going to fucking happen. I think we called this the week that we talked about it. It was like, this is going to get dropped. Like, this isn't going anywhere. And, of course, it didn't fucking go anywhere. Go figure. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know what they did. And, you know, I mean, you know PUBG knew they fucked up. They didn't give any details about backing out. They just yeah. said that there was a settlement reached. Epic probably paid them some small amount of money saying, here, screw off. Stop, well, we'll stop to this. to court, and yeah. we have the money. This I is think, it. I don't think. Like, I, I, I think it's. I like I, that settlement was either so little it was non-existent, um, but they just needed to say something for you know to save face. But yeah, no. Like, I mean, yeah, um, I mean, Epic made three hundred million dollars in two months of mobile sales on iOS only. Like. They're making a shit ton of money. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, PUBG doesn't have the money, the team. They don't have anything to stand up. Plus, they're still running on Epic's cons. I mean, on Epic's engine. Like, yeah. I don't know what they thought they're going to gain out of this. And then afterwards, or around the same time, they announced that they're taking the battle pass idea from Fortnite. Yeah, that's just it. Like, why the fuck? Why? Like, if you're going to, yes, I understand that they. They're using the battle royale concept, but you are using them for so many other different means that, like, you're just shooting yourself in the foot if you try and keep this fucking yeah. this gong show going. That's it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is just making PUBG look like a joke. Well, this is it. And they're shooting. Not, I mean, I have no harm against it. I went back and played it. It was a lot of fun. I've loved some of the new maps, and like, I'm not. I'm a bigger Fortnite guy, but this is just something that looks like a young company that doesn't know what they're doing, trying to. Fight the big dog, the little dog with a big bark that just yep. can't back it up, and that does not look good for anyone. Well, it really doesn't. It hurts the whole scene entirely. You know what I mean? You know, you don't like doing these kind of these kind of legal battles. It's just redundant. So, yeah, I guess we don't have too much to talk about. I just thought that was a nice lighter article to kind of touch up on, but yeah, just kind of clear that. Do what you do right. Bring it to PS4, cause. Clearly, you need some more money if you're trying to sue Epic over little things, and Xbox doesn't have a player base. So yeah, bring exactly. it to PS4. Get the money get, you get, can. Get that money it, you can, yeah. And just be happy. You're still made so much fucking money. You can move on to whatever you guys see is next. I mean, PUBG is going to be around for a couple more years. Keep doing the updates. New maps are fun. You guys are doing things right internally, but everything you do externally is wrong. <laughs> So just keep focusing yeah. on yourself. So just, yeah, just stop just do you, boo. Don't worry yeah. about the other people. And you yeah, will exactly. make the most money you possibly can at this point. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just fucking accept what you're doing. Accept that it's working. Don't reach out for other yeah. people. Don't do it. Don't do you it. You do you, boo. Don't worry yeah. about Epic. <laughs> it's like the hotter older sister. You're never, I guess, the hotter younger sister. Like, yes, you were there first, but she's still hotter. You need to move on. Like, there's nothing you can do about that at this point. Are we going? Are you, like, what are you doing? You, you going to sexism now? Is that what? That, no. What? About, this? What? How is that? No. Go hop off. <laughs> You guys take everything I say out of context, and you know it. Oh, I know. I, like, I just like busting your balls, man. With that, I think that is going to be end of this week's Project Esports podcast. If you missed last Thursday, Project Esports presents, James went live for about, I don't know, what, 50 minutes of... 40! Well, it was, like, it, was like, it was like 15 minutes of trying to sort out my audio issues, and then uh, 40 minutes of, uh, yeah, actual talking. 30-second pitch of what you talked about last Thursday, for those of you that didn't watch it, yes. I can make it, I can make it shorter than 30 seconds. Um, basically, it was... If you're looking to become a, ma- a manager of an amateur esports team, and what were the steps that you need to do to do that properly? Or, in my personal opinion, this remember, guys, this is all from my personal take. This is all from what my personal experience will work for me. I kind of gave a 40 minute tutor- tutorial on it. Awesome. And then, yeah, so do go and check that out. Um, you can go to bit.ly/peytube. Not the most easiest one to work with, but that's the short one. Yeah, really. That. Otherwise, it is live on all podcasting platforms. You can watch it in the old videos from Twitch. And then this Thursday, James, not James, Dylan no. is going Dylan. live with his kind of take. I talked about startups and kind of starting your own. James talked about managing. And now Dylan is going to talk about getting into collegiate esports and making the most out of it while you're in college. Something I wish I had a couple years ago. I watched part of the video. It's a really good one. So do check that out. That will be live at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 p.m. Canadian Time, a.k.a. Atlantic Time. Atlantic. So do watch it on twitch.tv slash Project Esports Podcast. Otherwise, it's already scheduled to go live Friday morning at 7 a.m. Just like this episode will go live tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. on podcasting platforms, YouTube, and all that kind of stuff. But for Perfect. today, that has been the Project Esports Podcast. I guess, do you want to do your spiel, or do you want to just call it here? You I, we, can, we can just, yeah, dude, like, I mean, we butcher this every time, so we can just, we can we can call it here, man, it's all good. I think with the three of us, we have, uh, having a bit more of a regiment is okay. Yeah, we, but, we uh, can barely get the podcast live. Uh, yeah, I know, we, like, so let alone get expecting a clean ending, shit? you're asking too much of us at this point. <laughs> yeah, wait for Dylan to get back, guys, and then you can have our normal, like, flow of things. Yes, and if you glue that holds us together. are an audio listener, I redesigned all the graphics. When we have a three-person design, we're totally changing up how it's looking. So next week is going to be a really awesome episode to tune into, to watch our new one. we got a little sliding banners in the bottom right. we got a cool new background. We'll have more next week. You have to tune in to find out, though. But I am Andrew. I'm James. Thank you very much for listening, watching, downloading, whatever you do for the Project Esports podcast. We will see you on Thursday. Thanks, guys.